The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcasts belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And in a perfect world, there would be no sickness, especially no COVID-19. But just as I was looking forward to the end of the pandemic, the Delta variant reared its ugly head. It is nearly twice as contagious as the previous strains of the virus. In studies from Canada and Scotland, patients infected with the Delta variant were more likely to be hospitalized than people infected with the original virus strains. As of August 18, 2021, the CDC recommends that children over the age of 12 be vaccinated. More than 98% of U.S. residents now live in an area with a high or substantial risk of COVID-19 community transmission. This is up from only 19% a month ago, CNN reports. In this episode, we speak to the education community about starting school with COVID-19 in 2021. We asked various educators to share their thoughts on masks, vaccinations, and their hopes for the school year. So like we always do at this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. I'm going to do something a little bit different because I really want to hear educators' voices, multiple voices as we talk about what's going on. And I can only talk about what's going on around me simply because of the things that I see. I don't want to provide an opinion because opinions cloud things and I just want to state the facts. I want to go over the facts uh, in this episode. We have a couple of recordings that come from just the situations that are going on in the state of Texas. Specifically, there is a disability rights group that's suing our governor over the ban for the mask because they feel that uh, students with disabilities are at risk for catching the Delta variant. And this originally appeared in the Dallas Morning News. Also, too, we have Rachel Treisman from NPR's uh, recording of how a Texas school make masks part of his dress code to get around Governor Abbott's ban. And then we look at how local leaders in Texas are defying the governor's ban on mass mandates. This is just, you know, what's going on around us as we try to go back to school. One of the issues that happened in a Texas school was that there was a meet the teacher night. And during this meet the teacher night, the teacher had on a mask and uh, one of the parents pulled the mask off of the teacher during the meet the teacher night. You know, it's a lot going on with people and people being on edge and, and teachers being on edge and educators being on edge. So just something to keep in mind. I'm going to play these things for you and just to show you, give you a glimpse of what educators are now having to go through in this second round of COVID. And it's it's very eye opening. Just take a listen. 
The coronavirus is again tearing through Texas. Infections, hospitalizations, and COVID deaths are all up. In fact, just today, Governor Greg Abbott's office says he tested positive, though he is not symptomatic. He's being treated at home. As NPR's John Burnett reports, the diagnosis comes in the midst of a battle between local leaders and the governor, who's been threatening to sue leaders who are telling children to wear face masks. In Texas, nearly 3 million public school students under 12 are headed back to classrooms this month. They're too young for vaccinations, and some public officials are alarmed. It breaks my heart to picture these kids in the classrooms, 100% capacity, no mask, with a more transmissible variant. Lena Hidalgo is county judge of Harris, which encompasses Houston with the nation's seventh largest school district. Houston has joined Dallas, San Antonio and Austin in a public health mutiny by telling students and staff they have to wear masks on school grounds. As elected leaders, we are responsible for the health and the safety of the community. And that is the responsibility that school superintendents and principals have right now when it comes to our children. Texas has turned into a checkerboard of differing school rules regarding masks. On Sunday, the Texas Supreme Court sided with Abbott and instructed Dallas schools they could not force masking. Dallas, however, remains defiant, saying protecting children from the Delta variant is more important than following orders from Austin. Some cities have gone even further. San Antonio is not only sticking by its mask mandate, but it's requiring all teachers to be vaccinated. A separate court ruled in favor of San Antonio. Scott Braddock is editor of the Quorum Report, a statewide political newsletter. Now you have officials at the local level saying, at least if you're not going to help us, get out of the way. But that doesn't seem to be where we're headed. Abbott has doubled down on his laissez-faire mask rule. The path forward relies on personal responsibility, he said in a statement, not government mandates. Other school districts are backing down from forcing students to wear masks, either to stay away from litigation or the governor's ire. Politics are also a factor. Texas's biggest cities are going their own way because that's where the Delta variant is surging dangerously. Intensive care units are so overwhelmed that some cities, such as Austin and San Antonio, have erected overflow tents in parking lots. Abbott has appealed to out-of-state health workers to come help out overtaxed Texas hospitals. While the governor stresses personal choice, the state health services department is unequivocal with this PSA. When parents ask me if they should get their children vaccinated for COVID-19, I recommend that they get that child the vaccine. Meanwhile, critics are blaming the nation's COVID spike on unauthorized migrants at the border. It's true that Texas is experiencing an unprecedented flow of migrants crossing the Rio Grande. More than 200,000 encounters last month, surpassing a 20-year high. Some of them do carry the coronavirus, but that doesn't mean that diseased foreigners are somehow driving the pandemic. This is an old trope. It's been around for a long time. Dr. Joe McCormick is a former CDC epidemiologist who's been at the University of Texas School of Public Health, Brownsville campus, for the past two decades. Given the level of transmission in the country, you could not possibly get a few thousand people coming across the border and going to their families in various parts of the country epidemiologically, it doesn't work. This, says Dr. McCormick, is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. As of today, fewer than half of Texans are vaxxed, and the vast majority of hospital COVID cases are people who never got the jab. John Burnett, NPR News, Austin. A Texas school made masks part of its dress code to get around Governor Abbott's ban. 
A school district in Northeast Texas has found a creative way to get around Governor Greg Abbott's ban on mask mandates. The Paris Independent School District will now require students to wear masks as part of its dress code. The Paris ISD Board of Trustees said in a statement that it believes the dress code can be used to mitigate communicable health issues and amended it accordingly to protect the district's students and employees. The Texas governor does not have the authority to usurp the Board of Trustees' exclusive power and duty to govern and oversee the management of the public schools of the district, it continued. Nothing in the governor's executive order 38 states he has suspended Chapter 11 of the Texas Education Code, and therefore the board has elected to amend its dress code consistent with its statutory authority. It will revisit the change monthly. The board made its decision after an emergency meeting Tuesday, when parents, district employees, and local doctors discussed the subject for more than an hour, according to the Paris News. The change to the dress code is not permanent, and will be revisited at each monthly board meeting. Abbott, who announced Tuesday that he had tested positive for the coronavirus despite being fully vaccinated, has been fighting with local governments over masks for months. In July, he extended an executive order that prohibits government entities, including school districts, from requiring face coverings. Local leaders in cities including Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin have defied the order and left their mask mandates in place. Now you have officials at the local level saying at least if you're not going to help us, get out of the way, but that doesn't seem to be where we're headed," Scott Braddock, the editor of statewide political newsletter The Quorum Report, told NPR. The Texas Supreme Court handed Abbott his first legal victory over the weekend when it struck down temporary restraining orders that enabled two counties to institute mask requirements. This story originally appeared in the Morning Edition live blog. Disability rights activists are suing Governor Abbott over his COVID executive order, which prohibits mask mandates. It's the latest move intended to protect kids in school while COVID hospitalizations and deaths climb across the state. Here to talk about this is disability rights Texas attorney Robert Wintrow. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know, your lawsuit claims that Governor Abbott's order violates the Federal Americans with Disabilities Act. Could you kind of lay out your case for us? Why is that? Sure. Um, And I appreciate the question. So, you know, parents of students with certain disabilities, they're basically being given an impossible choice. You know, essentially the state is telling them, you know, you can either educate your child or you can expose your child to a high likelihood of severe illness and maybe even death. I think we all agree that in-person instruction is the preferred and the best form of instruction. But even if parents wanted to do virtual because they find that in-person is not safe for their child, they can't this year because the state uh, will not fund it. And so we're in this really um, tricky catch-22 for these parents that could and has likely put their children in harm's way. So what is going to be your legal argument to a judge about how this mandate violates the Americans with Disabilities Act? Sure. Essentially, what has happened is some of our plaintiffs are not sending their kids to school because they know that their child is so high risk that they will likely have a 
extremely high, um, you know, likelihood of facing, you know, severe COVID-19 complications, hospitalization, long COVID, which could be, and we're still learning more about it, a lifetime disability and death. And so basically what the governor has done in his order is he is, um, you know, essentially kicking those students out. You know, they're not able to access education like their non-disabled peers. And even the ones that are attending are having to attend and experiencing severe anxiety and the prospect of exposing their relatives and their parents and their friends outside of school to possible COVID-19 transmission. Okay. Can you talk about some of the kids involved here? You know, the kids that this lawsuit was filed on behalf of. Sure. Um, our plaintiffs are across the state, um, all of the big metro areas. They are under 12, so they do not qualify at this time for a COVID-19 vaccination. And there's a variety of different disability types. Each disability type is recognized by the CDC as high risk. And so we do have some plaintiffs who have Down syndrome, they have cerebral palsy, they have severe asthma, they have immunosuppressed conditions. Um, And those are the types of students that are not going to be able to go to in-person without, you know, seriously risking their lives. You know, lawsuits a lot of times take a lot of time in the near future. Is there a way that this suit could block the governor's ban on mask mandates? Yes. So today, actually, a few uh, like an hour or two ago, we filed a motion for a uh, temporary restraining order and another motion for a preliminary injunction. Basically, while this suit is pending, we hope that will allow Well, we hope that the judge will approve those motions and that will allow the school districts or parents to impose mask mandates. We hope all districts in the state, once that's uh, done, will rely on that victory and do what's right to protect the lives of these vulnerable students. Okay. We are, we are out of time. Robert Wintrow, thank you very much for talking with us. We appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Subscribe to our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. Welcome to Flip Tips. Today's Flip Tip is how to get started with Flipboard. Very simple. I want to thank Jeanette Spire and Terry Porter for coming up with our Flip Tips for today. The first thing you want to do is download the app for your Android or iOS device. Second thing you want to do is you want to create an account. Make sure you add a picture and complete your bio. Third thing you want to do is you want to follow topics. There are at least 34,000 topics that you can follow. Next thing you want to do is build your magazine. Navigate to the bottom of your profile icon and then select the collection options. Give your magazine the title and you've built your first magazine. I want to give a huge shout out for Terry Porter and Jeanette Spire on giving us today's flip tips. One of the things I try to do as an educator, especially with this podcast, is to collaborate and communicate with educators around the world. I really would like to hear your voice to see where you are at, check in with you 
by all means, you can respond to my call on our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. I will post a link to where you can just give me a quick recording or you can go to flipedu.com. And that's where our website is and click on the red microphone and leave us a voice recording. I would just love to check in with our listeners, check in with other teachers to see how's it going in your community. Are you going to school? Are you do you have to be vaccinated in the state of Texas? They're not requiring educators to be vaccinated in order to work. But I know in certain places they are. And it's not mandated specifically where I am or you even to wear a mask. And that brings about a different conversation, because when we look at schools of choice, are you mandated to wear a mask? Is that does that violate your right? Because someone tells you that you have to wear a mask. Those are conversations that are very important to a lot of different people. And it's important to teachers and students. However, What's also still important to teachers and students is we have to teach students in order to be viable citizens. And the ones who really get the short end of the stick every single time, whether we had a pandemic or not, are students in poverty. I'd just like to know from you, the listener, hit us up on our website. That's flippededu.com and click on the red microphone. Leave us a message. I would love to hear from you. Just what's going on in your neck of the woods. Of course, I can't be there, but I would love to give you my platform and you're welcome to. I'm just going to ask that not too much profanity. Just a little bit is is okay. But uh, we just want to check in with you and how you're supporting yourself and how family is doing. And also to your coworkers. Being a teacher, you give up a lot. And we also want to make sure that we're supporting each other. So this is what's going on in my neck of the woods. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank Crystal Vanderboom and Aileen Laylor for editing this episode. And I want to thank the guests who had to back out of it, looking at what they had to do and how their school district looked at them talking about it. So uh, I want to thank you for being honest. But I also want to thank my school district for allowing me to have this platform to talk about things like this and to get perspective from around the world. It's not necessarily smiled upon that people are talking about this issue. So I just am very thankful for Stephen Galloway and Paul Moody and, and our school board who has allowed this platform me to continue to do what I and I love it. And I also want to thank Flipboard for giving me this platform in order to do what I do. All of what we talked about today is found in our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. And you can click on the links. There is the article about the disability rights from the groups that sued Texas governor over the ban of the mask mandates. The NPR article by Rachel Treisman, the Texas school made mass part of its dress code. The local leaders are to find the governor's ban. That's a, the NPR article by John Burnett. And that is found in our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. So thank you for listening. And we'll get back to some good stuff next week. Leave us a recording on our Flipboard.com and uh, red microphone and we'll play it. So thank you for listening.